Who's that old singer with the big nose? Bob Dylan? No. I well, I have Tom Waits. No, you know, like <laughs> Oh, I know you're I Jimmy Durante. Life. Yeah. Jimmy Durante. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> I love life. <laughs> I can do one impression and it's classic, Jimmy Durante. His, his classic song, I Love Life. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A Staten Island man will go back to prison and finish out his twenty year sentence. Thanks to a ruling by the U.S. Court of Appeals, reinstating the conviction of forgotten borough toddler scalder, 42-year-old Michael Does. Does had received a 20-year sentence for first-degree assault in uh, the apparently accidental toddler scaldic, <laughs> toddler scaldic of his girlfriend's three-year-old boy. Now the mother had previously complained about the warm water turning very quickly to the landlord now does was babysitting when he gave the kid a bath he stepped out to smoke a cigarette he told the mother later the kid apparently had his hand stuck in the drain I don't know if this is true his conviction was overturned when a judge determined he didn't receive a fair trial because his attorney didn't get to cross-examine the victim and you know, didn't, didn't get to cross-examine the, t- the three or the, t- the toddler scalded toddler a mic. Yeah. Why are you getting involved? His conviction was overturned. The judge determined he didn't have a fair. Yeah, well, you would ask him something like, uh, you know, well, what did you mean when you said he wouldn't let you get out of the tub? You mean he wouldn't let you get out of the tub at all, or just? So that's what happened. He burned his feet. Get a burned feet in the tub. Water got hot too quick. I'm not convinced that this guy did it on purpose. The guy looks hapless. You know, he's one of these guys who looks hapless in his photo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it. His name is Does too. D U H S. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever met any, heard of that name? Does. No, I, I I just I'm I'm trying to think about Spanish conjugation. The closest I ever came was a guy named Doug Doan, and he was also kind of dumb. Yeah. His name should have been Doug Dumb. Yeah, you're setting someone up in life for total and abject failure with a name like Does. Like Does. I would think so. Or Doug Doan, for that matter. He was also (laughs) (laughs) insulting Doug Doan. He was a magician I knew who lived in Florida. He probably made more money uh, most years doing comedy than I have. But you know what? There's more to life than money, for Christ's sakes. Joining me now, news whore Mandy Statmiller. Hey, Mandy. Uh, nice Dixon. to have you back on the show. How have you been? I've been really good. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, catching up on crime news and watching New York City Crime Report on the Anthony Cumia Network. Oh, yeah. And that show is really just getting better and better. Thank you. I like I like uh, when you have strippers on that are putting their boobies in your face. We know this... Um, lady named Lainey yeah who is uh Lainey Spicer she's uh agent for um she's adult a film actresses publicist yeah publicist oh is that what she is yeah she's a oh, publicist. Right, of course she knows you know people in the uh industry uh, the naked industry because it's like strippers and, and porn and I guess there's a lot of crossover well uh she occasionally will just say hey uh, would you like to have a guest come on and like here's what and yeah sure you know right well this lady tonight Jaden Lee I've never seen her act <laughs> no either have I I've never seen one of her films but um I bet you she's good she was really good when I gave her directions she absolutely just rose up to the challenge and and not for any money either. I mean, usually you think like, oh, you know, if you're paying them, of course, you know. But I mean, this lady, we didn't give her any money. She was just she was there to promote a thing. But still, you know, a lot of times people get weird about stuff like that. We when gave I say her, people. I mean, ladies. We we gave her memories, which are yeah, I priceless. know. But, but usually it's not like that. You know what I mean? I like, understand. It, it, it yeah. was very nice that that she uh, went the extra mile, and 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 really. It was almost as if I thought you were almost mocking her for a moment. It could be interpreted that way because because she had a very like high voice. Or, but was she? Oh yeah, I was mocking her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I liked her is because she had a good sense of humor. Mm. She, you know, there's a lot to mock about me. And... That is not what I liked about her. Uh, oh really? Yeah. I thought it was her personality. I like the way her underwear uh, was like 
form-fitting and nice, but also like there were gaps and gathers and you could sort of see into it. It was very small. I have to say, I loved her underwear. It was not garish, but it was also not coy. It was just very, it was really what you want out of porno stripper underwear. Yeah, and, and when I first got there, this is before you arrived, this is at the studio, she's sitting on the couch with Lainey and she says, uh, yeah, I just, uh, oh no, Lainey said, she just changed her underwear too. Oh, shit. And I said, can I have the soiled ones? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that I could have gotten them if I hadn't used the word soiled. Ah! She said, I mean, she's like, soiled? <laughs> like she shit her pants. Like you shit. Like, what, did, you, did you shit your pants? Well, she just followed me back on Twitter, so I'll DM her. And say, hey, send me the shitty underpants. She she said I could have them for a hundred dollars. <laughs> shitty underpants. <laughs> hey, my husband says you gave him some shitty underpants. Yeah. And you were really cool about it because not every wife is is going to be really cool about you getting a lap dance from a stripper who is sexy, and and she's a very sexy woman. I, I don't often think, and I'm not, this is not to like, you know, like push my luck or, or turn it into a stupid thing or give you an opportunity to like you know, do a jealous act or something. Right. Um, I don't always, uh, not every stripper does it for me, but I mean, no, she's I a very, very sexy girl. And that's actually what I enjoyed out of it is that normally you are so controlled when it comes to that kind of thing. So I really enjoyed the pleasure that you got out of her and now I'm being far too earnest but what I, what I mean no, but do you know what I'm saying like I, I just think that a lot of times you see with laser vision uh, into the into the uh, pay for uh, well, yeah, that, it, TNA industry and mm -hmm. you don't and it doesn't turn you on it gets a little sullied because you know that they're just being uh, like oh, what's the word it's kind of like um, prostitutes no 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 it's 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 a, it's kind of an adjective uh, I can't think of it but it financially it, coerced no whatever but uh, they they have this kind of a mentality of like come and get the bunny you know um, mercenary is what, oh, is what it's right for. sure yeah, sure yeah. It's yeah. Like a, they're, they're like a shark yeah, and they, I can tell when I'm being sized up. That's yeah. why I don't like it normally when a, when a stripper takes my tie in their hands. Right. Yeah. Well, they call uh, they call men ATMs mm -hmm. if you're a stripper, and uh, then they call it working the wallet. You know, where you just mm -hmm. kind of casually bring up you're having trouble uh, making rent. They call Gosh. me. They call me insufficient funds. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I definitely have That's never hilarious. been somebody who hits it hard as far as that goes. Like I, I, I'm one of I, it's sort of like when you go to the fair, you know, mm -hmm. and you're like, there's twenty dollars. When that's gone, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Kind of did the same thing with strippers. Like you get twenty singles, ten singles. You know, uh -huh. I've been to some pretty sleazy strip clubs, and and uh, I've been the only guy in there one time. Really? Where? And when you were on the road? Yeah, I was at this place um, off the interstate on I-75, a little south of Atlanta. Somewhere between Atlanta and Valdosta, there's like this, like a lot of strip clubs that have, it seems like there's, maybe it's just one, but it's like advertised over and over again. It says, we bear all. I guess they can't put naked on a billboard. Oh, right. We bear all, we dare to bear. And then it's like a trucker place. And it was like Tuesday, one o'clock. Nobody was around. Mm -hmm. I'd go in and like they dance away and then they come back and they dance away and they come back. And I didn't stay for long. It was very uncomfortable. It's like it was like doing comedy for one person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's probably easier to give somebody an erection than it is to make them laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have had a talent competition. <laughs> Gotten another uh, male there. The broke victim of a cunning psychic uh, teamed up with a, a, a private dick to help nab a Times Square fraudster, forty-year-old fortune teller Tammy White. The con chick bilked a Manhattan corporate executive who only gave her name as Sarah out of a large sum of money while advising her about a cheating husband. Hmm. But she really, really worked. Talk about working the wallet. Right. White milked the patsy, Sarah, for large scratch, telling the exec a curse. A curse was put on that only 55 a G's could break. That's a lot of money. Well, and that's usually what's required of a, a curse-breaking solution. It's like a toll. It's, it's like it, a toll. Yeah, it's like a exorcism. And if you just want, you know, kind of a dollar store exorcism, then 
that's what you're going to get. But Take if your you, chances. If you really want to lift that curse, that's that's a that's a high quality curse lifting. Yeah, that's like the the uh, like the Sears. I went with uh, Duke porn star Bell Knox to a psychic. She insisted, and I'm so against New York dime store, you know, st- storefront psychics. Yeah. And uh, the woman wouldn't let me come in with Bell. And oh yeah, I mean yeah. she can see it. Oh, she can see it. Yeah, she 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 can absolutely see it. And you're ruining the good time. Uh huh. And. And then Belle told me that she went back the next day oh, without me. And then the woman said that she needed like a $2,000 crystal. And Belle said, well, I'm going to go to the ATM and then just never came back. But she was like, yeah, you were right about that psychic. <laughs> so thank God she didn't so pony funny. up the 2000 I had a girlfriend once who, who had a some kind of fortune teller who would like, you know, look into her mm-hmm. life and then wanted like $300 an hour, which is, you know, I, that all that is is getting you used to handing over money. And then like they, they you know, that's how you score off the little, off the small fry. And then you got these, you know, the big fish, you know, who like you go like oh, 55,000, a Manhattan executive. I mean, this is like a corporate executive. I don't know what corporation she works for. It doesn't look good for her, though. Yeah. If you're so stupid that you hand over $55,000 to lift a curse. I mean, you have a cheating husband. That's the curse. Well, the thing is, is that you don't need to pay money to get rid of that. There's a there's a line in Mad Men that I'm not going to remember exactly, but it's something like never underestimate people's desire for uh for relief or for comfort P- or no, certainty i know the exact quote you're talking about pt barnum there's a sucker born every minute yeah and nobody ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the american people now sarah the patsy teams with ex-cop bob nygaard to bust the fortune teller who conned her out of her home conned her out of her fucking home jesus with the story of a curse and women definitely make great corporate executives don't you think when do you ever hear about a man and i'm not one of these battle of the sexes people far from it i get annoyed with all that but i just don't see a guy doing this as often as a woman well i've met some real uh suckers for kabbalah which that's a very mercenary religion that's men that's yes Hmm. that that is there are a few things that do target men and kabbalah is one of them and strippers i mean like now the guys are, guys are suckers <laughs> for pussy I, I will say that yeah but kabbalah is definitely that whole magical thinking uh kind of kind of scam but yeah no i know a lot more women who've been bilked out of i have a friend i've told you about my friend who you've who you've met who she uh spent fifty five thousand dollars on a psychic wait the exact same is that is it this person no, no, no. Sarah? She's she's not a no. She's not an executive. She's just a dummy. She she was told to buy these very very expensive dogs by the psychic, and she did. <laughs> and then the dog expensive dogs. Yeah, you know, like a five thousand dollar purebred dog. Well, what's it gonna do? Well, here's what it did do. It bit a woman, and if my friend's parents didn't have such good homeowners insurance. She would be out. They settled for, you know, like half a million dollars. For a dog bite? That dog must have fucking taken a chunk out of that woman. Well, you know what? I'm bite her right in the pussy? I completely missed. Did she get reconstructive pussy surgery? (laughs) Yeah. That's, of course, that's where I go with it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but But I just, when she told me that, I just wanted to. I just wanted to protect her from the world, you know, because I've spent thousands of dollars on on snake oil, you know, because I, I wanted some answers. I yeah, wanted dogs. some relief. Yeah. No, not not even the dogs. I mean, you've seen have I've shown you the apps on my phone, which are like, uh, you know, fairy fortune telling card apps that I paid like six ninety nine for. Oh, well, I mean, six ninety nine. That's like that's like a fortune cookie at the end of the meal. You just do it for fun. <laughs> you know, astrological signs and whatnot. But it's, you know, everybody has some kind of little bit of bullshit they do. I'm talking uh. thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars. When you get into, I think. You've never done that, though, have you? What? I've never done anything. Have you ever done something where you were like, if I, used I to be if, a Baptist, I guess. if I, if I, if I, if I throw this, um, give some money to the offering plate, <laughs> you know, 
uh, well, I mean, you you know the kind of magical thinking thing where you're like, if I, uh, or or God, if you if you get me out of this jam, then I'll quit smoking. Or if I get two out of three baskets, then that means she loves me, or you know whatever. Have you done stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Of course. I mean, like little, st- but nothing from. The, I've never gotten cheated out of any money. I don't think. Yeah. Not like in a suspicious or a superstitious kind of way. Yeah. It just doesn't seem. I mean, when it gets to be money, then you go, oh, wow. Okay. That's a different level. That's when you find out what you believe in. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Well, will you pay $50? And then, you know, it's a shame. Well, this woman continued to cheat others even after she. uh, See, the the way she got her money back, she uh, confronted her on television. (gasps) She got her money back after a televised confrontation. That's great. And then she continued to cheat others. Tammy White did and was. I I knew a girl in high school, Tammy White. That's going to be the most common name that there is. Yeah. If your name's Tammy White, uh, tweet me. (laughs) And if it's not, also tweet. She was arrested on on, uh, Pettit Larceny. And fortune telling raps. It's against the law to be a fortune teller. There was a really great article I read recently that was all about that. It was about it. It, it was all of these w- women who had been sent to jail for exactly that. Which is, you know, it's surprising to me that that is a crime that you can charge people with. You know, it's funny because uh, you would think that if you can just con somebody yeah. and say, like, I will look into a fortune, uh, my crystal ball, and and uh, I want all your money, this should be, like, I don't know. It's funny. You think it should be allowed, right? But no. Well, but then, how? I mean, here's what I don't understand is how can they have all those storefront psychics still in business? And what's the difference in... in it's because they say it's for entertainment value or something? Right. It's yeah. just for entertainment. It's not... It's not real, and and I think that there there must be some unspoken parameters on the money, but yeah. I don't see what the difference is between that and the Catholic Church. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in some sense, all the saints and stuff like that. Like yeah. it's, it's a well. That's how I. I mean, I. I. I and I'm not one of those people. I'm not anti-religion, or, but I mean, like, I'm talking legally. Mm-hmm. You know, legally, you could say like, oh, you worship the you know Ouija board or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm the dumbest person in the world. I, I don't. I don't really know what the difference would be. I use the saints like like uh, a gambler hedging his bets. So I'll put a dollar on St. Anthony, a dollar on lighting St. Jude's candle at, you know, St. Patrick's. And I'll, I just kind of cover my bases depending uh-huh. on which saint is receptive that day. You have never gambled, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I realized as I said that, I was like, that doesn't work. Uh, just a dollar here and a dollar. What happens is you break even, <laughs> put a dollar everywhere, and then you eventually pay the house. Well, federal authorities seized a record-breaking amount of heroin in New York City last year. It accounted for nearly one-third of all the drugs recovered nationwide. Can you believe that? A third of all the drugs recovered nationwide in New York City last year. Figures from the DEA show that 880 kilograms, I have no idea what that looks like. Mm -hmm. What am I picturing? 880 kilograms. You could tell me that's up somebody's ass (laughs) or it's 15 trucks, I don't Mm -hmm. know, of the highly addictive narcotic were seized around the state. I'm pretty sure it doesn't all go on somebody's ass. You ever think like about being a drug mule, how much money you could make? I would love to be a drug mule. (laughs) It doesn't surprise me at all. Really? Yeah, but that's just the instant response. Like, oh, I'd love to be a drug mule. Yeah, just well, that sense that it could all be over any minute. <laughs> it really well, adds a lot of fun to your flight. Well, that's what it is. Is just you know, if you need kind of, uh, if you need kind of a come to Jesus, high stakes, kind of pick me up, you know, shot in the arm in mm-hmm. your life, that would do it. When you do die, you will die on a lot of heroin. You will be relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) I am laying on a floor shitting myself. This isn't bad. You will finally understand in utero and what it means. People talk about convulsions, but this this is pretty pleasant. Mm-hmm. That's what I would think. You'd be like just, you know, kicking and fucking foaming at the mouth and going like, oh, I feel great. Well, do you remember when we were watching uh, Narcos, the uh, Netflix series about Pablo Escobar, which isn't that great? Yeah. And the woman has too the, much Spanish. The pre- yeah, too much Spanish. Come on. Like, who gives a shit? Just have him speak English. Yeah, we get it. And the, the, the pregnant woman, uh, she had the cocaine burst in her stomach and she was she was dead and but i just wonder a big deal out of it it's like yeah she's a criminal for christ's sake <laughs> well i just wonder what that would feel like to have that much cocaine 
like to to die from your body being flooded with that. Yeah. I mean, it would probably feel. You'd have to ask Richard Pryor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess I I I, I wish I could have come up with a better one, but well, who's on coke all the time? Who would be the coke person? <laughs> um, <laughs> who's who's the reference point for Uncle, being on coke? Uncle Joey from Full House. <laughs> really? Yeah. Joey? Yeah. Oh, and you ought to know. <laughs> in 2009, they only got 86 kilograms. In 2014, take that all the way up to 517 kilograms seized. The vast majority, mass, the vast, the mass majority. <laughs> I'm going to say that that way from now on. Note it. Episode 244, he started saying mass majority. <laughs> Coming from the heroin warehouse that is New York City. They call it a heroin uh, warehouse. 148 kilos seized this year in January alone. Okay, so get your that's in 2009, the whole year, 86 kilograms seized. 148 kilos seized in January. I'm not really one to like make a big deal out of shit like this, but that's a lot of heroin. Why are people doing so much heroin? I'll tell you why. It's because they are addict addicted to the legal equivalents and then they can't afford it or they can't get it or they can't go down to one of the pill farms in Florida to, to stock up and so they turn to the street stuff. You're talking about hillbilly heroin. Yeah. Oxycodone. Yeah. You're yeah. talking about Rush Limbaugh pills. Right. Well, and there's another one that's even more intense that I'm blanking on the name of, but it's it's just this ridiculous pharmaceutical grade stuff. Well, James Hunt, special agent in charge of the DEA's New York office, he says opio opioid. Of, uh, <laughs> I used to be able to talk, man. The opioid abuse has ravaged communities nationwide. Yeah, and hit the Northeast like a tidal wave from Maine to Montauk. Tell me he didn't have that prepared. <laughs> From Maine to Montauk. He spends all of his money on speechwriters. During winter storm Jonas, police found $14 million in heroin concealed in an old drive shaft and axle casing found in the bed of a truck. Well, that was a lucky find. Mm-hmm. Is that, that's where I keep my heroin. Yeah. New York drug law enforcement has pooled and readied resources for battle on the front lines against drug traffickers who are using New York City as a heroin warehouse. Well, you're doing a shitty job. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I guess they're seizing a lot. That's good. But I wonder, they must be getting a fraction of what's actually out there. Imagine how much heroin is actually there. Maybe they're just getting better at taking it. Maybe it's all, maybe just, it's not going up that much. I think they should just legalize it, you know? I mean, I got to I got to show <laughs> you this a bad ep- idea. No. I got to show you this episode of The Wire. Oh boy, that's a bad idea. You can't legalize heroin. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would thin out the population yeah, a great deal, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, Just and they'd any, be happy. Anybody with, yeah, with an addictive personality, They're, they would be happy. However, we would be unhappy because they don't die right away. Junkies linger and linger and linger. Okay, stop listening if you don't want a spoiler alert about The Wire for just like, you know, two minutes. I don't want it. You don't want it? Should I leave? Oh, I thought <laughs> I don't you really could like handle the wire. it. I don't want You've to talk seen about The Wire. One this show episode. is not about The Wire. Okay, never mind. Jesus Christ. I mean, if there's one place that it's, I can get away from TV talk, it should be my own show. It should be your own show. New it really York should be. <laughs> City <laughs> serves as the largest narco hub in the U.S. after the heroin is smuggled over the Mexican border. So Trump says it. We need a wall. It's processed at heroin mills around the city and distributed upstate. Now, if you're upstate, you know, you need heroin, I guess. Now, if you live up in, like, uh, Rochester, you're like, man, give me some fucking heroin. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, Kurt Cobain in Heavier Than Heaven, he said that he made made a choice in his diary. He said, you know, I've decided to deal with my lifelong stomach problems through heroin, and that's what it was for, for him, at least on some level. And you think that... Was like stomach, he, stomach pain. He had very, very severe stomach pain. What was the matter with him? I don't know. Yeah, doing too many drugs. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I think it's like I re, he's using drugs to cover up the problems that drugs cause. Yeah. What do I know? Maybe he did. Maybe he had colitis or something. Is yeah. That colitis. Well, I, I just, I just, I feel like I, I feel like you read that a lot that people take it for pain relief and then it just, uh, you know, it gets out of hand. Overdose rates are also on the rise upstate and in surrounding states in the Northeast. So look, if you're out there and you're and you're on heroin. Just consider coming to the Lord like I have in the last two weeks. This is something I haven't talked about on the show yet, but I have uh, 
come to God and um, my life is different now and I'm giving up this podcast to uh, for the church for the fucking church yes and now, <laughs> <laughs> well the scourge of heroin has increased significantly apparently I don't know now, here's, a, here's an interesting story an armed robber lost his arm during a shoe caper you didn't expect me to say that I did in violent Brooklyn, seventeen-year-old sneaker enthusiast Zachary Sam broke out the heavy artillery while stealing a man's shoes. Thirty-nine-year-old Felipe Pierre, mm-hmm. he, uh, <laughs> he he set a Canarsie meeting with Zach Sam via Wallapop. So what is Wallapop? Mean? It's the app. It listed uh, the price of the shoes. It's like apparently it's a place where like one of those online uh, places where you do business one person to another. You know what I mean? It's like where friends meet. Sam got into Pierre's Honda Pilot, and he pulled a cannon, and he took the six-shooter discount. <laughs> Apparently, uh, he didn't want to pay for the shoes. When uh, I first read this, it said $490, so she said it was $190. Oh, that's stupid. And why would you go to armed robbery to steal a $190 pair of shoes? Why I, would I want to become a drug mule? You know, you just you need some <laughs> kicks. Pierre <laughs> was pissed off, you know, because he meets up with this kid. He's going to sell him some shoes. They have the price set. Sure. They meet on Wallapop, so you know it's legit. He says, hey. So weird. Do you get into the pilot? The guy gets in the pilot, pulls out the gun, takes the shoes, gets out. Now, you can see the video of this. I think I posted this on the New York City Carpenter Facebook page. And, uh, you know, the guy gets out, and he just looks cool. He just, like, walks off. He doesn't run or anything. Mm-hmm. He should have. Mm-hmm. Because what does the guy do? He drives up about, I don't know, 10 yards maybe, and he flips a bitch and he comes back after the u-turn and he just runs this fucking kid down <laughs> he runs this fuckhead over wow it's very satisfying mm-hmm. because like i'm against armed robbery mm-hmm. i think it should be immediately punished and it, it, it's like uh look i'm not I don't, I don't mr law and order and shit but this is the way it was supposed to work out but you know what sucks hmm well, I have to tell you first what happened to this guy's body, Zach Sam. He got his he, he his arm got pinched off. Ugh. So he 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 robbed the guy, armed robbery, lost his arm, pinched off, and then he his arm is laying there on the ground next to the gun. <laughs> wow. So then he, he must gets have felt up. so dumb. Well, I'm sure he felt, uh, you know, like uh, a lot of panic. Mm-hmm. But for a guy who felt a lot of panic, he made a lot of weird decisions because he he, <laughs> he he gets up and he gets on the bus. Because when you got to be somebody, you got to get there quick. It's urgent. <laughs> Is there an MTA bus around that stops every 10 feet? Oh, my God. To pick up a cripple. There should be a bus that doesn't stop for cripples. Just one. Yeah. And well, no offense to you. I, I swear, I you know, I get it. Public <laughs> transportation is a godsend to people with handicaps. But man, sometimes you just want to get someplace. And if there's a bus that's like, doesn't stop for cripples, that would be nice. Did the guy already identify as being a person with a disability? And so he made <laughs> the long, slow uh, descent from he, he the bus. Didn't, he didn't even That'd be amazing. take his arm with him. <sighs> and, and there were people going, hey, your arm. You left your arm. You're mm. bleeding too much. And the guy gets on the bus. And then, like, the other guy, Pierre, Felipe, Felipe Pierre, gets on the bus. He drags the guy off. Somehow the guy gets free. He runs away. And then he collapses in front of his mom's house. And so they've got his arm, and they take him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? They reattach the fucking arm. That's and great. now the guy who ran him over <coughs> is charged with attempted murder. I mean, I Makes get it. Sense. He tried yeah. to, he ran the guy down. Yeah. And it wasn't self-defense. Right. But fuck, that sucks. I mean, like, this guy was just trying to sell some shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you can't, you know, you it, it, it's like uh, when, a mur- when a woman murders a husband because of verbal abuse, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's got to, it, it's, there, there, there's a justified reaction and then there's a of, non-justified reaction. Because of verbal abuse? Yeah, well, I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to make it really in the man's favor. Oh uh, yeah, you can't just say it. Physical abuse over the years. Now, if it's physical abuse over the years, uh-huh. that is to me less forgivable than this, and I'll tell you why. Because you've got a lot of stops to get off on there. You know what I mean? Like you're getting abused over the years. You can go, you know what? This sucks. I'm leaving. This guy's at work. I'm going. You don't know what I it's get, like to be a woman. No, I don't. 
tell me. So you, you I don't a, really it, know, but what I've heard <laughs> is that, well, because I don't, because I'm six two, so I can take most people. But you think you could take me? <sighs> I think it would be close enough to where I'm not going to bully you. <laughs> I think that I could stand up, you know, more than the average woman. But the average woman is is much, you know, more physically diminutive, and so if you're getting the the you know, shit kicked out of you every night by a husband, you start, you start to, you know, psychologically deteriorate. And it's like, you, you always use the phrase, you know, people work on you. They just keep working on you. Mm-hmm. So that's what the husband's doing, you know? Yeah, I get it. Uh, it's not something that is, um, it, it's not a good situation, but I just don't think it justifies murder. And I don't either. That in this situation, I think the guy was so, you know, you can, I, it's not right, but I can imagine being that pissed off. Oh, I can imagine for sure. Being that like fucking, oh yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's a poking the bear situation. That that guy who was robbing the guy didn't realize he was dealing with a, you know, no fucks to give kind of psychopath. Well, welcome to Canarsie, motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah. The guy's 17. He didn't know any better. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't fuck with some guy who's 40. Yeah. In, in, in Canarsie, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's selling a pair of shoes on Wallapop. Things are not going real well. <laughs> this uh, quote from a witness. I saw a kid under a car, said Alex St. Fleur, a bus driver who lives across the street. Is everyone French? I don't know what the deal is. Felipe, Pierre, Jean-Claude, and, you know, Alex St. Fleur. I saw the gun on the floor. He calls it the floor. <laughs> Why, I, don't, I guess it's the ground. He says, I saw the gun on the floor, Fleur added. The, uh, <laughs> The arm was on the floor near the gun. The arm was on the floor near the gun, said Floor. And uh, and by the way, I can see why he robbed the guy. I mean, it makes sense because uh, these those shoes are expensive. They really are expensive. I mean, they usually cost an arm and a leg. Oh, but he got off easy. Now, we don't quote the Quran a lot um, on the show. Now, I, I think um, I think this would be the first time. Mm-hmm. Quran. You quote it to me privately a lot. Yes, when yeah. we fuck. 538 as to the thief male or female cut off his or her hands a punishment by way of example from Allah for their crime and Allah is exalted in power or for their crime the, the crime is not exalted along with Allah it's uh, a <laughs> by way of example from Allah for their crime and Allah is exalted in power now, on the show, like I said, we rarely do, but uh, it, it, you got to hand it to the Muslims every once in a while. Even a violent and fundamentally flawed clock is right twice a day. <laughs> a source said, uh, now this guy's out of surgery. They've reattached the arm. The next step, attach the gun back to his hand. This kid will be back to robbing in no time. Oh, shit. I think that's... Uh, that is the ultimate scared straight, you know? It's just that they just kept ripping arms off. It would just be scaring people straight. The only thing I, that's the only reason I like that they reattach the arm is that it like might fucking uh, piss Allah off a little bit. <laughs> is that all you got? Sam grabbed the shoes, he tried to run off, like I said, but Pierre chased after him in his SUV, crashed the teen into a fence. So that's what happened. He tried to sell the shoe. <laughs> He's a whatever. There's probably a joke there, but who gives a shit? I think we all get the idea now. Two NYPD officers wounded in a shootout in the stairwell of an NYCHA housing complex in the Bronx. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. We, we, we live right near uh, a New York City housing authority complex. Yeah, the Chelsea version. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in Chelsea, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, figure it out. <laughs> There's a lot of things in relation to where that is. So. I used to live when I was, um, when I first lived in Chelsea, I lived at 410 West 22nd Street. Oh, cool. And it was apartment 5F. So everyone who's a, who's a super fan of New York City Crime Report should go there. And ring- murder whoever lives there. <laughs> <laughs> in homage to the one it. true God. <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> It was I man, a fifth floor walk up is no joke. It no. is no joke. You, the first time you do it, you go, oh well, I, I'll just look at it and see. I'm not gonna live here. Yeah. You walk up and you're like, oh, this is a joke. Mm-hmm. Where's the elevator? Mm-hmm. And these stairs were no like regular stairs too. They were like two regular stairs. Like Ugh. every step was like this fucking. 
huge and it was carpet and so it was like you're sinking and i don't know man it was just not good yeah and man i lived there for five years and that's why i have legs of iron today god that can i mean have you you ever touched my calf before yeah it's insane we're gonna do this later i want to get you to touch my here touch this do you feel that wow (laughs) that that is hey you know what that's not my calf (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the show folks uh, uh folks does anybody say folks yeah you do this uh apartment was a truly beautiful thing because i remember i could see across the street and i would see i sound like an old man i, know, <laughs> yeah. I could see i one time and this is i've never lived in a place where you could look into other people's windows oh new york city's like that you were a voyeur yeah and I and I saw a nude woman just come. I mean, and and there's something about seeing a nude woman that you're not supposed to see. Mm-hmm. That just I don't care if you're 80, mm-hmm. if you're 18. Mm-hmm. It has the exact same feeling. Yeah, it never gets old. It's mm-hmm. like finding money on the ground. Mm-hmm. A nude woman. So I saw this nude woman, and then I I stood in the window at that same time every day for the next three and a half years. <laughs> never. Never saw it again. Really? Took a long time to see it again. Oh, shit. I wonder if she killed herself. Well, uh... <laughs> 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 that guy saw me naked. Yeah. They like it. They right. like it. That's what it is. Is they, they like the idea of being seen. I've dated women like that. They had apartments, and they knew that they were being seen and looked at, and they would do it. Mm. Now, I knew one girl I dated. Boy, I'm really telling some stories here about some exes but she lived on the first floor front apartment and would like appear naked in her window or, or like in, in various stages of undress and you like haven't... it was in brooklyn and like i'm telling you man people will fucking just come up to your window and put their face against the window Ooh. and that's what happened it was like it was like moths to a flame jesus it's like like roaches you know <laughs> Really That's weird. really creepy. It was really weird. And then she'd be like, I can't believe these people looking at my window. It's like, you know, you're, you're, you're just, you're delusional. Well, did, the, you, did you date Carmen Electra? Carmen Electra. I thought was the only <laughs> reference you I said could like think John of. John Wayne, Carmen Electra. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, this will all, we'll just edit this out. No. But, well, uh, that's all off of the uh, housing complex. So this was in the Bronx. You have, and and I'm, I don't go to the Bronx often. I've been for a, a baseball game or two. Yeah, that's the only time I've been there. Well, before the gunman killed himself, <laughs> he, uh, he, he uh, turned the gun on these cops. These housing cops were conducting a routine vertical patrol. Jesus. The Melrose Houses on East 156th Street. They confronted two men drinking beer in a stairwell. What are you doing drinking beer? <laughs> and they asked for IDs. One of the men, armed with a 32 caliber handgun, holding a black duffel bag with a sawed-off shotgun in it, said he had to go upstairs to get his ID. Well, what's just, you know, ID, we, you, you, ID or no, why don't you just leave that gun mm-hmm. for crying out loud? They're standing there drinking beer with a sawed-off shotgun? Mm-hmm. That is the definition of up to no good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he went up to, uh, before he reached the next landing, he turned and fired three times at the cops, hitting one in the torso, hitting one in the face. Ooh. 24-year-old officer Diara Cruz was hit in the torso below her bulletproof vest. You know what that means in the pussy area. <laughs> she got her pussy shot. Got pussy shot on the stairwell. <laughs> She's going to need reconstructive vag surgery. 24-year-old mm-hmm. officer Diara Cruz pussy blown apart 29 year old patrick espew was shot in the cheek he fired two shots the third officer fired once and uh yeah well the shooter was 23 year old malik chavez he ran into a seventh floor apartment and he told associates pals i just shot a policeman i just shot a policewoman he said wow i ain't going back to jail that's always that's the worst thing to hear. The worst statement to ever hear is, "I ain't going back to jail." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I have to admire the direction he went. He didn't go. I'm going to shoot all these cops and then try to drive to fucking California. Or that's something. true. That's true. I think I'll just call it a day. And, and so, <laughs> um, he was he was released from prison in December uh, of 2014 after doing time for attempted robbery. 
So he's a failed criminal and did time. Five miles away, right when this was going on, five miles away, the mayor was giving his state of the city address saying, you know, the city is safer than ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> and not only that, but we have racist cops who need to take... And then now they have this new kind of training that they're going to be doing. It's like a racial sensitivity kind of a thing so that you become aware of the racism that you have uh, implicit mm-hmm. without knowing it, mm-hmm. which is like re-education, government. Sure. Re-education. That's, they're turning us into robots that aren't racist, and I don't like it. With police, uh, when police entered the apartment, the other boy, the guy ran in the seventh floor apartment, occupants just pointed to the back room where they found Chavez dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. It was a routine patrol that uh, had not such a routine ending, Robert Boyce said, of the cops being in the building. So it was one of those vertical patrols. You did, know about those? Did it say what kind of beer they were drinking? Oh, what kind of shake was it? No, 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 no. I'm not doing, we always talk about bad dialogue, like, you know, on a TV show when they ask an in, 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 unimportant question like that. I'm not trying to be precious or, or coy. It's just that with this whole Uber thing and the Kalamazoo shooting, it kind of just makes you associate, you know, brand names with uh, violent crimes. So I was just and I was just trying to think of like, it, it clearly wasn't an Amstel Light but that he was drinking. Why do you say that? It could have been an Amstel Light. What makes you think it wasn't an Amstel Light? I would offer to chop off my arm if that no, was I'm an Amstel Light. No, I'm just asking you, but why? Because I used to drink Amstel Lights. They're like fucking shithead yuppie chick beers. Oh, that's a good direction to take that in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, instead it, of like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was Colt 45. Let's go ahead and say it. Oh, oh, they were drinking oh, yeah, of course it liquor. was. Duh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that I don't was know. that was. I've never had maybe malt liquor. Were, maybe these were some frat boys, you know. There was a, you never had malt liquor. No, never. Uh-uh. That's crazy to me. What is it? What is it like? Is it like Jägermeister? It's like beer plus. It's not like Jägermeister. It's like it's like drinking beer that tastes really full flavored and bad. You know, it's uh-huh. like. Like it, it is malt liquor is to beer what coffee is when it's been sitting on an eye for about four hours and it uh, stinks up the whole house. Really? Yeah, and, and but it gets you more fucked up. It gets you more fucked up, and okay. and, and yeah, and that's it. And and for like six bucks, uh, for six bucks, you're drunk. That's a great deal. I always thought so, and I would get myself. <laughs> <laughs> I drank a great deal of malt liquor in my twenties. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. So sweet, but you never shot a cop. I managed to avoid it, and it wasn't. See, I, it goes to show it's not always about the name brands, Mandy. You know, but, sometimes it's just about what's inside the person. <laughs> but you did flip off a cop. Yeah, but that wasn't because of uh, malt liquor. That was because of let's see, I was sixteen and I was drinking Bacardi One Fifty One and Kool Aid, Cherry Kool Aid. Oh that's like one of the first times I was drinking. I drank um, Tang and vodka. Well, that's good. Tang and vodka. That's disgusting. That's a spaceman's uh, screwdriver. Oh, that's so gross. It's an astronaut, astronaut driver, astronaut <laughs> screwdriver. It's a weightless screwdriver. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's a thing. Ugh, no. Tang. Tang. Mm-hmm. I I don't think Tang is bad. It's uh, it's at least it's. I mean, it's way better for you than Kool Aid. It's got some vitamin C in it and shit. Kool Aid um has all that good like sugar and stuff for you. Though. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what, when you drink 151 in Kool-Aid, you do crash through walls. I've never. Oh, yeah. I've never heard your um, Kool-Aid impression. <laughs> What's that guy's name? That's his name. Kool-Aid. Yeah, they go, hey, Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's a. <laughs> he's like he, a big pitcher. He's sort of like the kid's version of like when, when the Schlitz malt liquor bowl would come out and just fucking <laughs> oh, annihilate yeah. a place. People would run for cover. Yeah. Because that motherfucker, you know what that is? That's a fucked up dude. <laughs> who's, who takes animal form, you know what I mean? Like, oh shit, the bull got him. Right. And he would just run through the whole place. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to watch out for that guy. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I never thought of it that way, but mm-hmm. that has to be what that was, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. say beer, say bull. Mm-hmm. Schlitz malt liquor bull. I, I think you're some, right about those brands. I, I bet want, it was the bull they were drinking. <laughs> I want some Kool-Aid now. I haven't had that in forever. The 20-year-old son of a Pakistani diplomat charged with raping a 13-year-old Bronx girl, sexually abusing another teen, Mahmoud Rahimoun, 
I mean, about the teens on an app called Whisper, the creepiest app there is. Whisper, whisper, Three whisper. weeks later, they met in person. They got physical with each other, but didn't have sex until a third meeting. This sounds pretty respectful to me. It's our little secret. secret in a room. Secret. At the River Road Motor Inn. Hot sheets. In Woodlawn. Prosecutors say Rahamoon forced the second victim, also 13, to touch his private parts. He f- you, how do you force someone to touch? It's just not what happened. They were horny. <laughs> I insist you touch my private parts while we're in the Woodlawn. Hot sheets, motor in. At the time, her father was waiting to pick them up at school. Now that's stated as if it's like kind of a, something that makes it even worse. You know, which I guess it is. He could have said, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to kill your dad if you don't touch your pee-pee. That's... Your schmeckle. Are you saying that because he's Pakistani? Yeah. Well, at the same time her father was waiting to pick them up for school, he was forcing. He was going all fucking ISIS on these bitches and their pussies. Uh, or one of their pussies and the other one just their hands. <laughs> I used to be good at this. Well, what, what did he do with the hands? He forced her to touch his private parts. Oh, right, right, Now, the right, worried right. father called his daughter, who said uh, who said she and the victim uh, were with their running club, and then he took the phone, and he told the father the teens would be back at school shortly. So I guess he's pretending to be the running teacher. Oh, that's creepy. And that night, the friend told the dad the truth, and then he called the cops the next day. And the detective set up a meeting in Upper Manhattan for Tuesday nights. Sting. Mm. Brahman showed up. Brahman? Is that his name? Rahimun. Oh, it's that fucking correct. Autocorrect made Rahimun Brahman. I hate that. Showed up in a vehicle with State Department console license plates and he was arrested. Uh, the suspect made a full confession. He was charged with raping a minor, sex abuse, sexual misconduct, endangering the pussy of a child he doesn't have diplomatic immunity and he was released on twenty thousand uh, dollars bond or ten thousand dollars cash bail as dad muhammad rahimun also is a uh, community slash welfare counselor for the pakistani government according to his facebook page mm-hmm. at night he drives a cab <laughs> shut up <laughs> He says, it's a shock. I knew nothing of this, the dad said after his son's arraignment late Wednesday. This is all fabricated. My son is a good person. He made a full confession. But people sometimes confess to shit they didn't do. I think, uh, that, I think that guy is guilty because he was on an app called Whisper. Yeah. <laughs> Not an app called Own It. Yeah. Well, what about the kids? Well, the kids. Were they guilty too? They were on that app. Yeah. Anyone who's on that app. So they're mutually guilty. It's yes. offsetting penalties. Yes. And we just replay the down. They need to rename the app Secrets in Candy. In the Bronx, an off-duty cop trying to teach his bullied son, his bullied kid, to fight back. This is probably the reason I'm happiest that I don't have kids. It's not the waking up in the middle of the night. It's the idea that someday the kid's going to grow up and some kid's going to... I'm so happy I'm not fucking with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Nobody's picking on me. Mm-hmm. If some kid's picking on my kid, I'm going to be like, hey, figure it out, dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I just now got over that shit. I think you should write a book of parenting advice, even though you don't have kids. And it would just be like, I don't know what to tell you. Dude, I mean, you're on your own. Good luck. You know, tell the teacher, maybe. <laughs> I'm not your fucking teacher. Aww. I'm a guy at home. You know, I mean, yeah. if you bring him over here, I'll tell him to stop. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Track him down? I Send him a text? I don't think I was ever really bullied when I hear about these bullying stories. Yeah. Well, you made reference earlier to your size. Well, I wasn't always nine feet tall. Well, well, I mean, I mean, popular girls would, you know, ignore me and that was devastating. Like, but that's not bullying. And then you just conk them in the head, right? Say grape ape. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get bullied ever? I did. I got bullied selectively. It wasn't like a an ongoing thing. There was a guy who picked on me a lot named David Bishop. Is he still alive? No, he's not. Really? Yeah, I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did. I killed him. I, God, you're so sexy. I, I did fight him, uh, and uh, and it was one of the, it's. I learned an important lesson about myself through that fight, and that's why people get bullied just because they can learn. You yeah. learn shit about yourself. Yeah. The kid was a little older than me, and uh, I'll tell you what I learned. Like, okay, we we're about to fight, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just fucking I guess I was like all tight and shit. And I, I must have been more worried about this than he was. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And just went nuts. And then he's on the ground. He's in the ditch, you know? Wow. I, I, I fucking, and then, like, I just kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? And then I kind of backed off. And then he just, like, took his time, <laughs> stood up, rolled up his sleeves, and started punching me in the face. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and then I went home. Oh. <laughs> And tried to explain my shiner. That's the cutest story I've ever heard. You know what? I just remembered a time I was bullied when I went to. Well, hold on. Hold on. Oh, sorry. (laughs) So what did I learn? Uh, You learned that slow and steady uh, wins the race. No. Uh, you you learned uh, that strategy is more important than spazity. No. You learned Press your advantage when you win, win. Wipe him out completely. Go yes. for the fucking knockout. Don't right, don't right, give right, him a right, chance right, to right, regroup. Right, right. Yeah. Don't 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 walk away triumphantly in the horror movie because oh, the monster's away. gonna come out of the uh, out of the water. Yeah, don't yeah, it's like uh, basically what I'm about to do to that fucking pussy. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> Sorry, you said you were bullied? Yeah. So I went to a uh public kind of uh uh, you know, low income middle school before I went to a super rich high school. And uh, in the middle school, there was, it was, you know, whites were in the minority. And I remember these like kind of like Mexican and black girls out on the basketball court just uh, made reference to, you know, that they were going to like beat me up and they were, you know, they were bouncing the basketball menacingly, and that's called dribbling. I, <laughs> and I don't know why I'm mentioning their race. It's called driving to the hoop. That's what that is. I don't know why I'm mentioning their race. I guess it's not really relevant, but in my memory, it was. In my memory, it was like well, it's just what happened. It's not necessarily about it being relevant. You know, did, did they ever refer to you as like a white bitch or something? Well, that's kind of what. Uh, you know, a lot of times, like, no matter who the minority is. Because you are a white bitch. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make no mistake. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind Your of. Your whiteness plays on the bitchiness is what I mean. You know what I mean? Oh, like it's included. Right. It, it, not every woman who is white and a bitch is a white bitch. What does that mean? Well, it's it's sort of like, you know, the fact that uh, your whiteness is part of what makes you sort of bitchy. Really? Yeah. Huh. You didn't know that? No. Oh. I'm a bitch. God, you're just a huge fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't believe you didn't know this. This huh. is news to you. I'm not a bitch. Maybe you're the nicest person I ever met. Oh, and I feel I, my heart goes out to you, uh, being taunted by yeah. these by these other kids. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it's it's one of those things that I kind of barely remember because it didn't lead to a fight. Mm-hmm. But it was it was uh, I used to think that kind of menacing stares were. <laughs> I used to think that that was, I don't know, in some ways that was more traumatic than getting beaten up because you're always you're always on the edge of your, your seat in terms of anxiety. And I just kept thinking I was going to get jumped, you know? Yeah, well, I get it. Yeah. I got punched in the face. Yeah, that's it. My story's better. Your story's way better. But I did, I, I you know, I did also have situations similar to what you were talking about. Yeah. And, 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 and like it was, uh, there's a lot of threats, you know, that mm-hmm. are like not real threats. I knew this one guy, his name was Kenny Me, and and uh, he was a, like my black friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of. Because like. He would sometimes when there was other black kids around, he would say, hey, come here, come here, man, you're my friend, you know, and stuff like that. And then he'd be like, motherfucker. And then he like kind of like just kind of go back and forth, like being really mean to me and then being really nice. Huh. Yeah. And, and they, they enjoyed watching me react. Oh, God. Uh, I suppose it was comical. Yeah. Because I was probably terrified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they probably, they, he thought it was funny yeah. uh, that I was terrified. Uh, I don't know what to make of all that. You I'm know? glad I mean, we could like, work out our youthful race issues. 
well, on this show. Is that, is that what the, is it my race issue? Maybe it is. Maybe he, no, did, no, maybe he did that to I other mean, kids. I don't know that we're not white. I feel, I felt like it had something to do with being white. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think people that, don't know how hard it is to be white. In America. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just think that, I just think that wherever there is, you know, if it was a school where it was all homosexual kids and then there was, you know, it's all the twilight zone, right? The, you know, uh, the pig faces are beautiful because that's the majority and the woman's. Wow, that's the most racist thing <laughs> you've ever. Well, I, I'm okay, not, so this guy's... I'm not, you know what I'm saying though. I'm saying, I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that the majority yes, usually yes, yes, sets yes. the tone. Yes, okay. yes, yes. So this, right. this father and son, he's trying to teach his bullied kid to fight back. And that's, that's another thing. It's like, how, how far do you go to do that? You're like, well, you want to punch him right in the fucking throat. I would get mad mm-hmm. and like just like yeah here's what you do here's the kill move you take your heel of your hand you push it right into his fucking nose and the cartilage will stick into his brain really that works oh yeah have you I've oh. killed several men yes. no you haven't no, no I, I don't know uh, it's just you, you think in terms of that instead mm-hmm. of like oh yeah sure put up your dukes and you know like I'm not a boxer right but uh, I would just think like you take your pencil and stab him in the throat Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't you get pissed off why are you picking on people mm-hmm. you need to be stabbed in the throat well this uh, there's too many pencils laying around too. isn't it amazing that kids don't get stabbed just constantly with pencils I think it's amazing that yeah. there aren't more I, I guess it's the computer age now people can't even write in cursive anymore you know that there's kids who are like intelligent Learn it. I mean, like they they go to good schools. They cannot sign their name. They don't know how to make a signature. Really? Yes. Oh, I'd never heard of that. That's it's, tragic. It's ridiculous. It's, huh. But it's true. Now, uh, why learn to write when you're typing all the time? You have your phone in the Bronx. It's different. It's the boogie D. It's the home of the off-duty C. Trying to teach his bullied K to fight B. Arrested for <laughs> he was arrested for uh, fighting alongside his 13 year old son with another 13 year old 36 year old Ruben Caraballo Triborough Bridge and Tunnel Authority cop allegedly punched another kid in the ribs while his son was fighting him. And uh, the kid's lawyer is uh, none other than Sanford Rubenstein. Hmm. He's representing the victim because whenever there's a cop who touches a person, Sanford Rubenstein will be there mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. he's uh you know how people take different kind of cases. You know, like uh, our good friend Jim Polk, he does a lot of gang shit. Right. Drug offenses and stuff like that. Uh, we had Howard Greenberg on the Kumia show tonight. Amazing. That guy's a legend, you know? And, and if you haven't seen the uh, real Saul Goodman, you should check it out on YouTube, the real Saul Goodman. And it's all about Howard Greenberg. And I swear, I think that this chick that's interviewing him, I can hear the little janglies on your fucking... Mike, when you do that. Sorry. Uh, it's no big deal. I just want the listeners to have a good experience. I know. But anyway, um, that's got to come out. Howard Greenberg. Um, I, it, <clears throat> the way he described it, I was like, I don't think that this woman who's interviewing you is giving you enough respect. She's like in her 20s, and she's like looking at him. Like they bother to cut over and catch her expressions of the guy. Yeah. Which I thought was weird, but it's included in the editing. She's like rolling her eyes and shit, and uh, and he goes, "That's that's the way they look at you when you say something that they've never heard before." Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> said, well, that's why you're fucking Howard Greenberg. Yeah, he's constantly talking like, "Who's that old singer with the big nose?" Bob Dylan. No. I well, I have Tom Waits. No, you know, like <laughs> oh, I know you're I Jimmy Durante. Life, yeah, Jimmy Durante. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> I love life. <laughs> I can it's do his, one impression. And it's classic, Jimmy Durante. His, his classic song. I love life. <laughs> ha cha cha. I love life. New York City crime report. <laughs> I love life. That is good to a point. Oh, Kumia, check it out. And um, Mandy, thanks for being here. Uh, very fun having you on, as always. And uh, we have an event. I can't wait. March 12th, New York City Crime Awards live. This is in Tribeca. This is at New York Vintners. And uh, Chef Ryan Smith, 
What a menu. Yeah, there's only a couple of seats left. And can I just, my, my little quick plug for it is that when I look at tabs of a night out, when, when I used to drink, uh, you know, a tab for a night out might be, you know, $150, $200 for just the entire evening. Which is, this is... Which is fucking insane, first of all, because you're an attractive woman and you should... I mean, Just like, let me sell your fucking event. Of I'm course going, I've never paid for anything. I have a vagina. No, that's realistic. Yeah. Now, I'm talking about a guy who's hanging out with you, though. That's yeah. the kind of money he's going to blow. But if oh, he takes you at to... at least, the, yeah. Let me tell you something. If he takes you to this place, he's yeah. going to get wine all night. Yeah, for free. The wine is unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I, I noticed that Ryan's not only really trying to emphasize that. Yeah. But yeah, they, they keep bringing it. Right, right, uh, right. And so get yourself some wine and uh, the food. When you when you describe it in the lofty terms that, mm-hmm. that, that he describes it in, you know, it's a lot of words that you don't understand and shit. And, and it, it's like uh, all the culinary stuff. But right. it, it just tastes like food. It's delicious. It tastes like the best food you'll ever have in your life. There's some kind of like a pork uh, short rib, but it's a beef short rib. It's it's like, uh, I don't know, but there's pork involved. I just trust Ryan at this I, point. Everything he makes exactly. is amazing. I've never had anything that wasn't, that didn't reach you know, at least a nine out of 10 on a spectacular scale. Yeah. And here's the other thing about the food is that like, you know, you and I, um, you know, we eat a lot of peanut butter sandwiches and shit like that. You know, like I love Campbell's soup and not everybody is like that. Some people pay $125 for a meal routinely without right. even getting a show, without right. even getting wine that is like, and look, here's the other thing. You don't have to tip. Yeah. 125 bucks. No and you're tipping. Done. You see the show, New York City Crime Awards, one of the one true New York City experiences that you can have. Go to crimeaboard.nyc if you want to buy tickets. Uh, get a ticket. There's like 15 left or something like that. They may be gone by now. I don't know. It's the Oscars. For crime. Yes. And and New York City Crime Report, as you know, uh, we've talked about this shit all year. Mm-hmm. So and you'll remember Mr. Talented. You'll remember, you know, some of these stories that we tell. And 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 um, amongst the uh, glitterati in attendance. Uh, oh yeah, you want to talk about that? Chris Laker, uh, Gavin McGinnis, Gavin McGinnis, and uh, uh, Kumia himself is going to be there. He is, and you know, like I, he's a guest. I'm not like he's, he's a guest. Not, he's doing not, anything, but he's I just know. there. You know what I mean? If but it sure. makes you feel good, he's I, walking the red carpet. Yes, he's walking the red carpet, and he's being. And, and here's the thing: it's 20 <laughs> years in comedy for me too. That's great. So I am honoring myself with. If it is very much like when we did our uh, wedding and charged people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you have to throw a party and charge people to come, and and that is the way to go. And you make yeah. it a fun time, and everybody has a good time. So it's the New York City Crime Awards. I know you're going to like doing it. And I hope to see you there. Now, Mike Figgs, I think, is also going to be there. Mike Figgs oh. is going to be really entertaining. And um, uh, Subway hero Joe Lazito is going to be hero, there. Joe Lazito. And so Bo- you can wrestle him. You can try and stab him. He'll take you down. Yeah, that's uh, it's actually an event we're going to have. Wrestle <laughs> Joe Lazito. What if we did? Oh, my God. Like, look, here's the thing. Just run up and attack him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet you he would break somebody's neck at this point. Like he's probably fig- of uh, course. He'd have a weird kind of uh, overreaction. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. The food is going to be great. It I can't March wait. It's March 12th, and it's going to be in Tribeca. And, uh, well... I mean, we've done enough talking. I can yeah. never close. I, you know, but thank you for uh, for doing the show again, Mandy. So and fun, and I hope people will read my uh, new column in New York Magazine's The Cut called Unwifeable, which I'm really proud of them, and um, I linked to them on my Twitter, which is at Mandy Stat S T A D T. You know, and if you want to be friends on Facebook, uh, I have a Facebook account. What are you doing, me as I'm a doing, hobo? I'm d- <laughs> Here's what I'm doing. I'm saying you're. Your piece is very interesting on uh, New York Magazine's The Cut. And it, it, it's also like about me. It's so if you want to hear how much it sucks to be in a relationship with me, <laughs> uh, as if you didn't know, uh, check that out. Oh, my gosh. We've been on uh, we've been on this show for a really long time. I think we talked about four stories. But uh, in summary, you remember the kid with the arm. He got his arm pinched off. And uh, I, I wish that they would follow up on shit like that. But I don't think I bet we don't hear anything else about that. Probably there'll be a lawsuit or something like that. I hope that they don't, don't convict this guy of attempted murder. Uh, Rikers may close. Uh, I, I doubt it's going to happen. That's some kind of Melissa Mark Viverito shit. We will catch you up on all the latest with everything. I think Black Hitler is transitioning. Stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> thank you one more time, Mandy Stadmiller. Thank you.
And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Oh. I saw the funniest cartoon that I've ever seen in my life. It was, I mean, a drawn cartoon. It was a guy, he was talking to his wife, and uh, he, he has his friend with him, and he has uh, a zucchini in his hand. And he says to his wife, uh, Hey, uh, would you mind putting this uh, zucchini in your ass and, uh, and do your Jimmy Durante impression for Ned? That <laughs> 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 stuck with me. I don't know where I got it. It was one of those... Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you told me that. This